KZN's number one way to wake up. Darren, Carrie, and Sky, East Coast Radio. She's tiny, yet grown men have been known to quake at just seeing her walk into a room. Devi Sangri Govinda is without a doubt one of the most fearless television journalists in South Africa. She's just launched a new show on ETV, and one episode in, she's already making waves. I caught up with Devi for a candid one-on-one. Devi, congratulations on your new show. I know when we spoke the last time, you couldn't say anything about it, but what exactly is the show about? Well, the show is really, really exciting for me, Terence, because when I first joined ETV, the idea was that I was going to do a talk show. And then COVID-19 happened, and as the uh, regulations were starting to change on a weekly basis, together with the lockdown levels, I suddenly realized that a talk show wasn't going to be ideal in these settings. And then I said to management, guys, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's look at another time slot. And then I got this Friday night time slot at 6.30. And I thought, well, at 6.30 on a Friday evening, I don't want to be doing absolutely serious television after a long week. And let's be honest, it's quite gloomy out there with COVID-19. And the news really isn't that great. People are losing their jobs. Let me come up with an idea that's going to make for really entertaining Friday night television. So the only option I could come up with was something sassy, something spicy. And I went back to chasing crooks and talking to a few interesting South Africans and having a couple of laughs on a Friday night. You've almost come full circle because you're back to chasing crooks. Because in your early on in your career, that's exactly what you did all the time. Well, you were there when I caught my first crook here in Sicily, <laughs> if you remember correctly, I there do. at Rosborough Tasting Ground. That's exactly what I've done. I've come complete full circle. It just felt that it was the right thing to do. And I think an important part about making content in television now is that you have to feel the pulse of your audience, which is going to change also on a weekly basis. So for now, it makes sense that I'm able to take on a consumer focus and resolve issues that uh, our consumers are having issues with because the focus is on the virus. Everything now is on the virus. And I thought, let's do something a little bit different, but it's all worthwhile and meaningful television. So let's talk a bit about the content. What what stories are you tackling? So I've been tackling a lot of fully consumer-related. So mm. there are no sacred cars here. People have been writing in it's uh, anything from your small-time gangster to your corporate bully. Everything in between. But of course, you'll go to the usual rules of journalism. Make sure that you have a lot of case studies. So I can ascertain 100% that the individual or the company has now a history of a problem. So I'm doing those kinds of things. But I'm also talking to really funny people. People who live odd, wacky lives. People who don't live by the rules. And these are ordinary South Africans who are just trying to live their own truth in a, in a whole different kind of world. So the show is broken up into kind of two segments. One where yes. you handle the issue and then in yes. the end you interview somebody on a, on a much lighter note. Was that mm. a conscious decision for you? It was a conscious decision. It just felt to me that I couldn't ask people to join me on a Friday night for half an hour and then depress them or right. make them feel worse about where we find ourselves in the history of the world. I just felt that, and I am a serious journalist, but there's always been that lighter side which never really had an opportunity in the past because I was so into the serious side of, of investigative journalism. But we know consumer journalism can be a lot of fun. We know that it can make people smarter as we learn about the MOs of scamsters. They all have different MOs. I know almost all of them by now, the 27 years. <laughs> but it's also an opportunity to hold people to account. But also it's quite and, relatable. And you know, everyone yeah. in the country can relate to the kind of um, content you, you're producing. Mm-hmm. So Devi, tell me, it's a Friday 
Friday night time slot. Uh, why did you not opt for a Sunday, maybe at around seven? <laughs> Because there is a thing called respect <laughs> and being grateful for other opportunities. And, um, you know, my time at Carp Lunch was absolutely amazing. Absolutely no regret at all. Mm-hmm. 18 years, I learned so much, Terence, And it was a space where you could even do that. So now I'm happy in my time slot. And also think about it with COVID-19, people aren't going out on a Friday night anymore. We're all at home. We're all glued to the box. This is true. So let's talk about COVID-19, Devi. How has that impacted uh, your ability to go out and actually produce these these stories, these consumer stories? I tell you what, that's one of the smartest questions I've been asked because it impacts the way you make television. People don't want you in their homes anymore and I can completely understand that. So my team and I have very strict protocols. When we go out, we meet people on their driveways, we film people in their gardens. When we go to offices, obviously they have their own protocols which include taking temperatures. It's a lot harder to make TV in these kinds of times that's for sure mm. so your first show aired on friday what was the response from the public james i was so scared for the first hour i think to even look <laughs> when you're trying something new and you come from a space where everything is you know as per normal and there is a very specific way within what you produce you can get a little bit lazy and complacent mm. suddenly i was doing something that's completely brand new the reaction was fantastic so supportive yeah. i really appreciated that and david you're also executive of producing the show so you're not just the face of the show you actually call the shots literally literally but it, it also means when things go well I can take the accolades my team when things go badly I need to take that too it's a lot more now than just presenting and asking questions I've got to think about the bigger picture and understand where a story fits in, in an entire program but it's really really scary but it's also exciting I mean I'm excited to be able to shape a new show and long may it last because being television in COVID times is not easy. And so at the moment, is it just Joburg-based stories because of COVID-19 or are you mm. going to be travelling in the country? For now, it is Joburg-based stories. Although flights are available, I'm not in a position right now to start doing that. I want to concentrate mm. on where we're at, concentrate on making sure that I'm not away for more than a day or two at a time because that all starts to have an impact. Devi, growing up, did you always know that this is what you want to do? Television is where you want to lay roots. I loved reading the Bob Simpsons and Nancy Drew <laughs> and those kinds of and the Hardy Boys and, and then I watched Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck and I wanted to be a private investigator for a very long time and then I realized well that maybe looks like a bit shady <laughs> how people looked at private investigators and then I saw the first car blanche when I was in Standard 8 and that was that that was that I was smitten I was going to do investigative journalism you could well have been a cop I could have been a cop I could have. Well, I could have. In fact, you might still uh, use that as a fallback career, Devi. I think you have enough experience. (laughs) So I watched the show on Friday and um, some of it seemed a bit hairy. I mean, are you taking security on these shoots with you? I haven't actually taken security for the first few. And I think maybe I need to take a step back and and look at that again. Because I don't want a Gumtree Gang situation, which you were there for as well, Terrence, Mm. to happen again. Once in a lifetime is enough. And I think people do tend to get a lot more desperate. And when people get desperate, they do do silly things. And of course, it's well known that you only have one speed when you walk. <laughs> 
I've only ever walked fast. I can't walk slowly. <laughs> so you'll be hot-tailing it out of there if anything goes wrong. That's for sure. That's for sure. So where to from here with this show? I want to feel it out for a bit. I want to try it out for a bit. I want to see how we go. I want to see what happens from here and how it shapes up. And then who knows? Maybe there's still going to be a talk show in the offing. Maybe, who knows? I'm just playing it by ear. Devi, what is your view on what's happening in the country at the moment and indeed the world with this COVID-19 virus? What's your take? Well, we all knew that this was happening in China in December. And I look back at December now and over Christmas, none of us were thinking this was going to come here. I'm not sure why. We, we didn't realize this was going to be a pandemic and it was going to affect us. And then when you got into February and then the virus was becoming very real and by March the first uh, patient had been diagnosed, I think there was this idea that it still wasn't going to have an impact here. Mm. My concern is obviously the economy, the fact that people are going to lose their jobs. We were already an economy in trouble. Um, but more importantly, the psyche of an entire country is frightening all of us. And I think we have to almost see it. You know when you have a baby, Terence, it's such an odd analogy, but when you have a baby, when I had children, I always said the children need to fit into my life and not the other way around. Mm-hmm. I'm treating COVID in exactly the same way. It's got to fit into my life now. So it's probably it's the best for way a long to deal time. with it. And on a personal level, Devi, are you housebound when you're not working? Or? Completely housebound. We, I mean, I was one of those people that uh, the first six weeks of lockdown, I was in my house, really. I didn't really go anywhere. And now, if I have to be shooting and I go out to shoot and then I'm back home and working, um, we all within our team tend to limit the amount of time we spend in the office uh, because that's what needs to be done. Social distancing with case studies, sanitizing all the time, masks 100%. And we're just going to have to do the best that we can. But I couldn't also just stay at home and have all of this unfold and not make a contribution. So Devi, what would your message then be to South Africans out there in this time? You've got to see COVID-19 as just being in your life. So yes, we're all yearning to go back to restaurants and we're all yearning for a whole load of things. But COVID has also taught us a lot of things. So that life of excess, you know, throwing money around and big parties and big weddings and, and big just about everything. You know, that those days are gone and those days are going to be gone for a very long time. And we need to all now look inward, reconnect with our family members because we haven't done that in a long time and, and find a different kind of meaning because the meaning we had in the past is, is gone. It's not going to come back for a long time to come. Well, Devi, thank you for talking to us. Uh, we wish you no, well with you. the show. And um, thank you. hopefully, you know, you'll be able to travel to Durban because there's a whole whack going on here. That's for sure. That I know. We'll come. We'll be there. Great. Darren, Carrie and Sky. Weekday, 6 to 9 a.m.